back again, and we got some changes in our own routines, which is what we're going to be doing yes, a little sir. bit of a deep dive with today. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, you know, with with g- moving into bulking slash uh, rebound phase, um, I was kind of sticking to the same plan that I had before, which is for the longest time, which was six days on, one day off. It was uh, chest, back, arms, shoulders, legs, arms, rest. Um, so typically I would rest Saturdays and train Sunday through um, Friday, essentially. Um, but with the new plan, um, let me turn up actually my game here now I see a little bit more. Um, with the new plan now, uh, the am I, am I too quiet? Am I good? Nope, nope, you're good. You're good. All right. Oh, that's a little loud. There we go. All right. That's better. So with the new plan, what it's looking like is uh, essentially kind of like the way I look at it is like an eight day split. So it's no longer like a seven day split. If you include the rest days, now eight days, including rest days. So it's three on one off, three on one off. Which Um, means Paul has created another day of the week. And yeah, just that much better (laughs) than you guys. (laughs) What do we call it? I don't know what to call it. It would be. It's just chest or something. It goes Monday, yeah, Tuesday, like... Thursday, Friday, chest. <laughs> yeah, or like, uh, what do I have? Like one day. Uh, yeah, I do kind of have like a chest day each week. So you can, <laughs> it could just be chest or just be like pecs, like pec day. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Um, but yeah, so basically the new split to put on size is. Um, so day one is shoulders, delts, and triceps. Day two is back and biceps. Day three is a quad focused leg workout. I'll get into each of these and how I kind of split up the workouts. Um, third day is quad focused leg workout. Uh, then it's a rest day. Then it's um, a shoulder day with a touch up on chest and tries. And then I do another back and by day, which is just the same back and by day that I was doing before. And then, um, or, you know, earlier in the week. And then uh, I have a ham focused leg day, ham and glute. Well, really just hams, but you know, ham, ham focused leg day and then his rest. So it's essentially like six days of training, two rest days. Um, the only days that are similar from each three day block is back and vibes, but my chest day and my leg day both change into the next split. So that's why I kind of call it like an eight day split. Cause normally when you do like a three day split, it's like, it's like push pull legs and it's the same thing after each rest day. So like it'd be chest, try shoulders, back buys, leg day, chest, try shoulders, yeah. back buys, leg day. So, but because it, it changes each, each three day split, it's kind of like an eight day split essentially. Um, and I'm actually fucking loving it to be honest, because it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of lifting. It's a lot of training and I'm really destroying my body in the gym right now, but um, I'm able to essentially hit, every muscle group twice a week, essentially. Um, granted, there is eight days in the split. So some weeks I technically don't hit it in seven days, but I essentially hit back twice twice a week. I essentially hit biceps twice a week, delts twice a week. Everything's essentially twice a week. The other thing I don't, I mean, my legs, um, like I, I touch up my quads on my ham day and then I touch up my hams on my quad day. So I kind of hit them, but it's not too, too much. Um, just because there's so much more of a focus on the other muscle group in those days. So quad is such a focus that I touch up the hams and then I have a ham day and then I touch up quads. So, um, I kind it's like one and a half times I hit each of those muscle groups a week. And then I, on each of those leg days, I have one glute movement, uh, scheduled essentially like that's the plan. So I haven't done the ham, ham day yet. Uh, I did the quad day ham days tomorrow, Monday. Um, so, Tomorrow I'll be doing uh, one movement in glutes and then my quad day did a, did a glute movement. So glutes, I don't really need to train too much. I, I grow them super, super easy. Um, so I don't really need to focus too much on them, but hams and glutes or hams and quads were building up a bit more. Uh, my legs filled out my board shorts, um, but I think this is just also a, a better way to uh, give my upper body some rest while I'm training my lower body. So it gives my upper body two days of rest essentially while doing legs and then resting. Uh, So I think that's part of the reason why 
but also this will also show like how easily I can build legs. It's been forever since I've had two leg days a week. So now that I'll have yeah. it, I'll be able to be like, yeah, this is actually how fast I can grow my legs. Cause a long time ago when I first started training, um, I had two leg days a week. It was, um, a quad day and a hem and glute day. And like, I was getting stretch marks and shit. And like, my legs were just blowing the fuck up, which, you know, retrospectively it's like, you know, they, they're not nearly what they are now, but at the same time, it was like proportionately they were blowing up like crazy. So I wonder how that's going to go now, which is going to be interesting, but I'm loving the split. It's really fun. Uh, I never thought I'd like a push pull leg split, but I think I like it because it's got those two sections, you know, it's, it's a little bit different and it's not the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of exciting. I liked it. I like it so far. And you've done every workout, but the ham one you said. Yeah. So I did. Um, so the, I did the first three days, which is the, the shoulders, chest tries, uh, back buys and the quad leg day. I did the shoulders with the touch up of chest and tries today is back and buys, which is the same exact workout as my other back and by day. Um, so I've already done that. So now it's really the only one I haven't done yet is the, the ham focused leg day, but it's all movements I've already done. It's not like my workouts aren't built off of like new movements entirely. It's just the same movements I've done before, just with a different focus. So like right now, the focus on back is width more than anything. Um, thickness I can build really easily if I focus on it. Uh, so we're focusing on width. Uh, so, you know, it's a lot more like pull downs. Um, like my I start, like I have like a pullover, a pull down and a pull up. And then I have rack pulls and T-bar rows. Uh, that's my back day right there. So it's like the focus is like, 60 to 70 percent width and then the other like 30 to 40 percent is thickness um which is the rack poles and then kind of the t-bar rows is kind of towards a little bit thickness a little bit of width there it's a good like mix but then you have the pull-ups pull-downs and then the uh pullovers which is all just width so um yeah it's interesting i like i like my back bite it's a fun day but it's hard it's hard as shit i'm exhausted when i come home you're trying to become a dorito yeah, literally. There's a uh, competitor, I think it was at Texas, whoever won 212 at Texas. I was like, this dude is literally an upside down Dorito. I'm like, he, that's how he's built. Like, he's short too. He was like 5'6 or 5'7 or something, which like is kind of on the shorter side when it comes to bodybuilding. And when he was doing his front, his front lat spread, I'm like, this dude is literally built like an upside down Dorito. Like, that's, that's why I don't like his physique. I'm like, he, he looks insane. But when he does his front lat spread, that's what he looks like to me. It's just like a super short upside. Like you take like a Dorito that's upside down and then, you know, you like stretch the photo out. So it's like a little shorter. <laughs> that's literally him. Like, I'm like, dude, I can't unsee this now, you know? Yeah. No, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I do got to build the width. I mean, that was the biggest thing that the judges were saying was that, um, was that the, I need to build my back really more than anything, which is understandable. My back now that like when I got lean, and I saw that, you know, my morning shots prior to the show, I really did see the the lack of size in my back. Uh, it was very evident. It, it didn't look like I had too much dense muscle. So back is obviously a big focus right now for the next year, uh, which I'm not exactly upset about because back day is my favorite day in the gym. So mm. it just means I get to do more of what I enjoy. Granted, it, I do more leg days, but because it's focused, it's not like as taxing as it normally is like it's it's taxing on the specific muscle groups that i'm hitting like my quad day was hard on my quads but like i also enjoy it more now now that i have more energy and i can get like a good pump even though i don't i don't take pre-record anything going into leg day i just show up with some salt and some water and i get a good enough leg pump that it's just like i can't even stretch my fucking legs out you know like it's like i can't even bend my knees it's i'm just so pumped up but it feels good to hit legs and a split like that rather than like before I was doing like essentially, I think it was like three movements for quads, three for hams and like one for glue or something. But the third movement for him and glute, I would do like kind of like an accessory movement. So like, for instance, uh, when I would do straight leg deadlifts for my hams, which I love, um, I would do like sissy squats, just like bodyweight sissy squats, supersetted with that for like my quads. So it's not like a crazy quad workout, but it is like touching them up towards the end of the workout. Um, hams would be like some sort of leg curl 
straight leg deadlift and then any sort of accessory movements through like a hack squat or like some sort of machine squat or something like that. So they were worked pretty heavily. And then glutes, almost never really touch glutes. Um, sometimes I do like uh, adductor flies, but that's about it. Everything else is just a uh, accessory. Well, so also when you were, you know, on all the different gear you were on, allegedly, um, the allegedly. you know, your build size in your glutes because you're pinning there. Do you think that's yeah. going to be the same now that you're on your PCT? Well, right now I'm still I'm still on 400, 400 megs of test right now. So I'm still pinning in my glutes. Um, okay. But I yeah, mean, more but, so it's upcoming. Yeah. When I get onto my uh, PCT and then completely get off. I, I mean, it's not like I'd lose muscle. I just wouldn't really gain anything. Uh, when you come off, when, when, whenever we do a PCT and we come off, it's kind of like a maintenance phase. We just kind of want to hang on to whatever I have, clean out, yeah. get some blood work, and then kind of get back into a bulk. So it's like, for me, yeah, my, my glutes might not be gaining much size because I don't train them much, but that's not really the goal anyways, going through a PCT and coming off clean everything. So, um, yeah, so to answer your question, I think they won't gain in size at all, really. But that's not the focus anyways. Yeah, I just because, you know, when we talk about your glutes, like, yeah, you're able to get it because like your body just reacts well, but the pinning does help a ton. So, oh, for sure. That makes sense sure. that that, you know, you're just going to maintain during that period. And what you said four weeks or so for PCT, four to six. Yeah, roughly. Um, we're looking at I'm probably expecting like middle of October, beginning to middle of October to start PCT. Um and that'll be probably four weeks. Some guys do two weeks, which is kind of on the shorter side. Uh, typically, a, a full PCT would be about four weeks. Uh, and then you're completely off for like four to six weeks or longer, however long you need to be. I think my coach was like, or not my coach necessarily, but like someone I know, wasn't my coach, it was someone I know. He was off for like 12 weeks or some shit, like completely off everything. He must have and, felt like shit. <laughs> yeah, but then he got used to it. I remember talking to the guy I'm talking about. He got used to it, and he's like, "It just you just kind of you get used to it, and you just don't really remember. Like you don't realize what it was like before." And then he hopped on shit again. He's like, "Man, I feel like fucking Superman." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's how you normally feel. That's why you feel like shit coming off because we feel normal. We don't feel like a superhuman anymore." So, um. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm not really, like, I'm looking forward to it because it's the next phase in the plan, but I'm also not looking forward to it because I don't like coming off shit just like any yeah. guy doesn't. But so, I mean, it's, it's all just part of the process. It's, you got to go through it. It's part of the process. I mean, overall, it's going to take two and a half, two to two and a half months to get through that phase. But then when I'm done, I'll be clean. I'll be healthy. Like, this is all longevity shit. You know, you don't, if you ran gear year round, you're taking years off your life. So this is, like that two and a half months, two to two and a half months every year that I come off hypothetically is going to help with living a longer life and being there for my grandkids' marriage and graduating college and all that shit. You know what I mean? So that's how I try to look at it is like, this is what allows me to do it in a healthy way and enjoy what yeah. I love to do. So that's how I try we'll, to look at it. We'll obviously do a deep dive of P of your PCT once it comes around, but for sure, <laughs> just, uh, do you, um, when you start your PCD, like, obviously you're getting your, your test checked, I don't know, like every couple of weeks or so. Um, but do you I don't wait check my until... test at all. Oh, okay. We, I was, was going to ask, I was going to ask yeah. if you wait until it goes back to a certain number before going back on gear, but. Yeah, no. It, so basically the way it would work is like, I, it's been so long since I've done a PCT. It's been about a year. Um, so for. PCT essentially you come off test completely and then I from what I can remember I took uh I don't think it was Clomid oh, fuck I forget it was something it wasn't Clomid I think we avoided Clomid because Clomid's hard on your liver so Clomid is an oral it's an oral um let me look up exactly what it is because I still don't fully the PCT side of things is where I kind of lose my like my knowledge isn't quite there yet because it's not often that I'm running a PCT. Um, it's an oral 
it's used to treat infertility in women. Um, basically, it, it it helps down. I think it helps downregulate test and upregulate estrogen. So I think it's 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 really good for like male PCT because you're so high in test. Um, let me see. We look up how guys use it for bodybuilding. Um, the boost sports performance and kind of the side effects of anabolic steroid use. Uh, let me see. So, yeah. So this is talking about exactly what PCT. So, um, so it's a CERB selective estrogen receptor modulator. Um, so it doesn't affect the engine receptors. It affects the estrogen receptors, um, which makes the body believe it contains estrogen while simultaneously preventing estrogen from having an effect on the receptors. So it blocks the receptors inside the pituitary gland, um, which it then synthesizes LH and LH and FSH, which is uh, luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone, LH and FSH. Um, so therefore it basically brings your fertility back and then kind of like shuts down your receptors for estrogen so that you're not building up estrogen. So it helps with bringing back basically what makes you a man and essentially, because, um, the problem with getting on testosterone is that a lot of guys don't talk about is when you get onto testosterone, even TRT, it shuts down your pituitary gland. And what your pituitary gland does is essentially, in, in a roundabout way, it essentially um, produces your sperm. Like this is how you're able to be fertile. And that's why when you have, when you're on cycle and you get tested for, you know, your hormones, like I did most recently, I had my LH and FSH was like in the shitter. It's basically non-existent because it's basically saying like, hey, your fertility is just not there. Because my pituitary gland is shut down, therefore my body's not producing LH and FSH, which is one of the markers you can look at to see how fertile you are. So you take Clomid as well as, I want to say, might be aromacin, I think like a higher concentration of aromacin. I can't remember exactly, uh, which is an aromatase inhibitor, um, which is going to help with blocking estrogen production. I So like I'm taking uh, aromacin right now and... I use it. I almost get no side effects from anything really besides hair loss. Fucking clearly. You guys are watching the video. You can see that. Um, and can't relate. Gyno. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could grow up my hair more, but it just, I was already genetically predisposed. So it was bound to happen anyways. But yeah. Uh, so it, I also don't really experience much with estrogen. So I have some water retention, which is kind of a bitch, but also um, gyno is really my, my biggest problem. Uh, so really I take the AI, I take aromacin really just for gyno. Um, I don't really take it for anything else. Uh, you can even get your gyno removed. So gyno, gynoclomastia, um, is from a gland within your nipples, uh, because we're all formed as women at first. For those that don't know, we start as women in the womb, our girls, females, and then we no, develop I, I was into always males. A, I was always a guy. I was <laughs> right from the fetus. I had a big ass dick. <laughs> it was long. They could tell right away. Um, so you start off as female and then you develop into a male. That's why we have nipples because we started as females. So men don't really actually have a use for nipples. Um, only women do. So we start as females, develop into males. Because of that, we have a gland within our within our nipples, which which is caused to inflame, which is what's called gynecomastia. When you have high estrogen, uh, your nipples nipples inflame, and it's it's painful. The gland is sore. It's very unappealing. Um, so you can get that surgically removed. It's a cosmetic surgery. You can get it, the whole gland surgically removed. One of the benefits of that as a bodybuilder, and a lot of bodybuilders will say to get it done as soon as you can, is that when you get that removed, and if that is one of your main side effects from high estrogen, you really don't need to take an AI at that point. Like, really, that's the only reason I take an AI in the first place. So if I did, you know, get that surgery, it's like, I think it's like two and a half, three grand to get the surgery. Yeah. Uh, if you get that surgery, I really wouldn't need to take an AI. Um, so a lot of guys, it makes it easier for them to manage their cycles. Uh, so therefore, if I were to take that, I don't need to worry about my estrogen buildup because my gyno is just not there anymore. It doesn't really bother me. Um, and estrogen, actually, believe it or not, 
estrogen is actually one of the driving factors to how good of a pump you're going to have. Um, so that is also an interesting fact there. There's a lot that goes into having a pump, but if you have, if your, if your estrogen is like in the fucking shitter, your pump isn't going to be as good. So I always try to take my AI after my workouts if possible. So that that way, if there is any estrogen in my system, that's going to help with a pump. I let it. And then afterwards I take my AI, which is very, very little. I take very little amount of Romacin over time. Um, and then that helps with the AI, but I also get the best pump I possibly can. So that's also a so you, common misconception. So you're saying how much of a girl I am influences how much of a pump I get. <laughs> partially, partially. You got to be a little female to get a good pump. <laughs> that um, must be why I get no pumps because I'm all man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just 100% dude. So I get my, my pumps are fucking, I deflate. I go the opposite way. I get any muscles. They were outies. Now they're innies. They go inside me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so then, so I don't think it was Clomid. I have to look back at my previous PCT. Um, I didn't know we are going to be talking about PCT today. I would have prepared, but. Um, no, like it, like I said, we'll do a deep dive once you actually get into oh, your for PCT. Sure. Yeah, because I want to say it's not the same every single time. Um, this time it might be, it might be a bit more like intense maybe because we are so on like not so much volume wise, but so much like number of things prior to prep or, or during prep. I mean, um, this PCT might be a bit more, you know, extensive, not really like intensive, more extensive, more like making sure we get everything cleaned out and properly, um, you know, cycled off. Um, so then this, the, the, the last half of the four weeks, so the, the, the week three and week four, I do know I take HCG, which, um, basically every single guy takes for, uh, PCT. Um, so HCG is essentially like, this is what HCG was designed for. It's designed for getting off of, uh, TRT. Um, let me see. Where is the HCG aspect? Come on. So I always forget the acronym. That's what I'm trying to look up. Man. YMCA. Yeah, it's human chorionic gonadotropin. So um, basically, HCG is going to help downregulate everything. So basically, the way it's used is taking for two weeks after the cycle is completed. It can go long as long as eight weeks, but it shouldn't exceed that amount of time. Um, So essentially, most guys take 500 IUs a day. I use this international units. It's just uh, a way of measuring things. Um, so essentially, where is the fucking information? I've I've seen it. I've read about it before. It's just been so long. Um, yeah. Yeah. So oh, Novadex. That's what I was taking. It wasn't Clomid. It was Novadex. So Novadex is also a serm. It's a bit easier on the body than Clomid is. Clomid is a bit harsher on the liver. Novadex, I want to say, I can't remember if I pinned it or if I if it was a liquid eyedropper. I can't remember. Um, but it's for women with breast cancer typically. Um, it's still for female infertility for that aspect. Um, so it has some, which is interesting. It has some cancer killing properties because it kills, it blocks protein kinase C P PKC, um, which is what this article is saying. Um, it works in the same way as Clomid stimulating LH and FSH production via the inhibition of estrogen's negative effects in the hypothalamus gland. And that's restoring the HBTA access. So that's what Novadex does. HCG is human chorionic gonadotropin. Um, it's produced by women in high quantities when they just get pregnant, um, which increases their progesterone, helping to nurture the baby and its surrounding environment. Um, what HCG, HCG does in post-cycle therapy 
um, is it helps with elevating the LH levels and stimulating the Leydig cells to produce more endogenous testosterone. So what this is going to help do is it helps with your body going back to naturally producing testosterone because you shut it down completely. It's not on a feedback loop. So something that would be on a feedback loop is like, um, is like your thyroid, your thyroid's in a feedback loop. So when you're taking T3 or T4, like I was, um, allegedly, uh, your <laughs> thyroid shuts down, but it's on a feedback loop. So you, if you wean yourself off it or even cold Turkey, it, to be honest, your thyroid would be like, no oh, shit, I'm not getting that T3, T4 anymore. Start back up. So your thyroid starts back up your, your prostate, which helps, which is like essentially where all of your t- testosterone comes from. Your prostate doesn't really do that. Uh, it's not on a feedback loop. It doesn't know to start back up. Um, it gets used to not having to produce anything and just stays that way. So what HCG is going to do is help stimulate your prostate um, to start producing testosterone again. Um, endogenous is what that means. Endogenous means natural testosterone. So more, it helps produce more endogenous testosterone on its own. So the last time I think I did a PCT last year, whatever it was, whenever it was, I think I got naturally tested at like just over 500 nanograms per deciliter, which they say that the healthy range is 300 to 900 nanograms, but that's bullshit. I think the healthy range should be like 600 to 900, maybe 500 to 900 at the very least. Um, 900 is on the higher side for natural, uh, but also 500 is kind of on the lower side, 500 in some change uh, total test is not very high, especially given, you know, we're mid twenties and training, um, in the gym, our testosterone should be through the roof. Um, a good, like really, really genetically gifted guy for testosterone would be like the low one thousands for test. If they're training in around our age, we want to be upper three digits as far as nanograms per deciliter goes to know that like, all right, we got good testosterone here. Like we're producing it properly, all of that. Um, I don't have that, unfortunately. Uh, my testosterone is kind of through the, in the shitter essentially. So um, yeah, so that's kind of where my PCT was at. It was Novadex and then it was HCG. Um, I don't remember exactly what my doses were. We will talk about that later, but uh, that's kind of what I go through. And it's it's pretty simple, pretty basic not too intense and what's funny about taking novadex and hcg is that if you're going through pct and you're you have you're sexually active you need to be very careful because it is very easy to get a woman pregnant when you're on novadex and hcg because your lh and fsh levels are so fucking through the roof because it's stimulating all of that your your actual semen production is through the roof as well so you're you're just fertile as fuck, basically, is what I'm saying. You could just you could impregnate a village on Novadex and, and ACG. So uh, you got to be careful of that when you're taking that stuff. When you take a test, it's almost like you can almost treat some guys even treat TRT or HRT essentially like a male birth control because it really does shut everything down. Um, it is very it's it's not impossible, but it it does make it a lot harder to get preg- yeah. to make someone pregnant when you're on gear. It happens all the time. Bodybuilders, you know, get women pregnant while on gear all the time, but it is harder. It's it's a bit harder. It's your semen count is very, very low. So it's not as common, but it can still happen. So some guys use it kind of like a birth control if they know what they're doing. And 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 if that's their intention, which is kind of dumb to me, if you're just gonna take tests just to not give someone pregnant, you just that's for the wrong reasons. But um guys there's a video um, Dom posted with I think I got the his business partner in the in the um, the uh, the clinic they're running in Vegas now, which they talked about how there's guys who come to them all the time surprised when they tell them that when you take gear or take testosterone or TRT or whatever, it shuts down your pituitary gland, which then shuts down essentially your semen production, and you can't really have kids. Um, it doesn't stop you from having kids forever, but when you're on TRT and you're on, you know, some sort of anabolics, whether that's at an anabolic level or not, it's going to be much harder. So if you plan on having a kid right now, you don't hop on anything. So, um, 
it's just interesting that guys get surprised by that because it's just the lack of lack of communication, I guess, from these clinics. But yeah, so that's the plan for the PCT coming off completely. But in the meantime, we got that new split, which I'm loving um, and just trying to put on as much size as possible. And I'm, I'm getting much, much stronger, which is cool. Um, I'm like double the fucking weight that I was lifting before. Uh, and the pumps are through the roof. Uh, and I just feel good. It just feels good to train. And I look forward to it, essentially. Hell yeah. And uh, before we get into the other topic, we're going to bridge into i also have a quick little update uh, i texted you about that you're pretty happy but um with all my injuries that i've been riddled with this past you know two three months um i finally got back into the gym like i was ready to get back into it consistently um and then i went down with another injury but um finally ready to get back into it and so i go to empire which is my gym and i love oh, empire yeah. for the equipment that's there yeah. i love it for the lighting and like the mirrors and all that but it was literally like if you've seen the memes of going into a gym at 5 p.m. on a weekday, like that was what it was. It was full of broccoli heads. It was full of all these young people. And let, don't get me wrong. I don't mind when like there's a bunch of people working out. I really don't like I'm a social creature. I love being around other people. So it doesn't bother me seeing all that. But I was legitimately like I finished everything I wanted to for chest. And I always like to cap off my chest day with my high middle lows on the cable flies and like just being able to work and try and train my striations a little bit. And I legitimately had to wait almost 30 minutes for a cable machine to open. And we have three now. We don't even have two. We have three. And that was just. I saw where's the third one now. They, They stacked another one right in that corner. Okay. Cause that's, that must be brand new then. Cause when I was yeah, there, there's only two. It's new as of oh, like no 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 the the one that's like close together it's like a tower yep yeah 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 okay I did but see that can, I did see that I can still do what I need to for chest on that yeah um, yeah, yeah okay I did see that one those are cool um, yeah you just sorry, can't I do just like, was like you can't just do like overhead curls with it like because it's yeah. too close together yeah I mean, for me close. the other for me the other ones are too close together because my arms are so damn long but <laughs> yeah but you can work with it yeah yeah. But all of that together, I just sat there and I was like, this is the end. Like my, I buy, I always buy memberships in full. So I'm done on the 15th of October. And I just looked at like everything and I was like, it's been great, but Empire, I'm done because I'm living back in Gardner now. So I'm going to go pick up uh, a year at, uh, at Paul's home gym, Vanarchy, mm-hmm. in Gardner. Mm-hmm. And uh, time, time to go dungeon mode because it is For the sure. most. The most underground gym you can find. <laughs> it doesn't even it's look sick. like a gym on the outside. You don't even know there's a business there. There's yeah. a, a small parking lot with cars. There's no parking spaces. It's just a cement with a tree in the yep. middle. And then <laughs> there's a door that says Vanarchy on it, I think. I'm not yep. even sure if that's still even there. That sticker's still even there. And that's it. There's nothing else that indicates there's a gym there. You have to know yep. it's there to know it's there. You know? Um, and that's, that's what I'm hoping for because... Like I said, I don't mind working out with other people, but it just got taken over because it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, for I mean, good for Empire because they do exactly. such a good job marketing and the advertising and like they bring in a ton of people and it's great. I mean, it's great for them. But for me, it's just it's it's end of the road. Like, I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do in there. And because uh, like for me, I, I finished teaching and so I'm going to the gym at like 334. I can't avoid that rush. So I might yeah. as well make it a rush that's way more low key, and uh, yeah. So Vanarchy, here I come. I think I think something else that's you're gonna realize is gonna be really nice is logistically how much closer Vanarchy is to you. Oh god, yeah. Well, that was like the big that thing drive. I was living out in you know Empire area when I right, first right. started. It made so. more sense when you were closer to it, and now your drive's probably like what, like twenty twenty five minutes for going to Empire. Yeah, like twenty five. Yeah, so going to I Vanarchy, could, could, you're probably like five, maybe. I could walk and still take less time to get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could ride a bicycle and get there in just a Ugh. few minutes. Cardio? If you no. wanted to. <laughs> yeah, psych. You just do like, you just get like a, like a mountain bike or something with like those giant fat tires for like beach riding. You know, you like ride that in the snow and put the gear like as high as possible so that way it's like super, super hard to start and get like a quad pump by the time you actually get to the gym. <laughs> like no, one get, rotation gets you a mile. 
I'll get an electric bike and uh, just do none of the work and just coast on in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you just got to get a throttled electric bike. Those are like four <laughs> grand, and you'll just you'll just ride your way there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that'd be sweet. Um, the the lack of time spent in the car is gonna be nice. Um, yep. Let me tell you, it's it's much nicer because I for the longest time, not really the longest time, I guess like six months prior to moving to where I live now, I was driving about a half hour to the gym. We moved to where we are now because we were 15 minutes from my wife's work at the time. And I'm like not even 10 minutes from the gym at the time. Now we go, she, she drives less than 10 minutes to drive like 15 minutes to the gym. But um, it's much nicer when you have such a less drive uh, to make, you know, it's a it really like I spend now I'm lifting like a little over an hour is how long my training sessions are now. Um, so if I was driving a half hour, 35 minutes one way, that's my workout right there. You know, just there and yeah. back is already like how long I train for. So it is such a bitch when you have to drive a super far away. And um, plus, you know that during my peak lifting, I'm, I like to be in there for hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're there for a while. And I like it for me, if I got there like 334, I'd only experience like the very beginning of that rush. And then I'd be doing cardio by then. But because of where you're at right now, you're just training for so long. You still are experiencing that five o'clock rush, which like it, it's this is my thing with like the goals i was going to like all i wish all the success for them i i hope that they make as much money as possible which actually speaking of which they just acquired seven more gold's gyms so the guy who runs yeah. unchained and the guy who runs the gold's gyms that i was going to he had like three or four he, they now have like 11 or 12 or something and they just bought seven more at once which is fucking crazy but wow anyways i wish all the success to them they're running a gym in a way that you should, like they're getting more and more members, you know, they're very busy, but for my case and for your case, we're on the more niche side of things. And because of that, waiting for a machine, waiting for cables, waiting for dumbbells can literally ruin a workout. Um, yeah. For people who are in the lifestyle side of things, it doesn't really matter too much. But I mean, even for me, like, there's times where, like when I do my um, reverse drop set lateral raises, I need, like I start, so it's three sets that are drop set. It's fit, uh, I start with 20 pound dumbbells and I go to 25 to 30 in one set. So I need those three weights. I do that once. So it's not that big of a deal if I have to wait for that. That's the starting. But after that, I do three sets of that. So nine total sets with the 15, 20, and 25s. I need those three available that entire time. I'm not going to hog them. Like once I'm not using them, I'm going to put them back. But if somebody takes one of the dumbbells away, which happens all the time, which is fine. You know, it's, it's not my equipment. They can take it. I'm not using it. Yep. It's totally fine, but it sucks because when they take it and they bring it across the gym to do fucking whatever they're doing, it ruins that entire workout for me. And that's one of my staples in my delt day. So it's like, now it's like my delt, day is kind of ruined because I have to wait 20 fucking minutes for this one guy to be done with this one 15 pound dumbbell hundred feet away on the other side of the gym. Yep. So, and it's so meticulous. We've, you and I, we've, we've tri trial and errored so many different workouts, so many different movements that we've found what works for us. You know, I found exactly what works for this, what works for that. So if I have to wait for something, that's in my routine. It, there's, it's in that routine at that specific moment for a reason. So if I'm on my fourth movement and I have to wait for the damn T-bar row, I have to wait for it because there's a reason it's the fourth movement. You know, I plan it out that meticulously. So it's, you know, like I said, it's all the success of the Gold's Gyms and it's great, but it was it, like, you, like for you, it's just way too busy for me. It just got way too busy. And they're losing a lot of their bodybuilders. I know a couple of bodybuilders off the top of my head that I've talked to recently that are like, dude, I can't take this anymore. And they're in the yep. same place as you where they bought the year, you know, and they have to wait it out. But they're like, I can't fucking train anymore because there's so many people. I have to wait for literally every single piece of equipment, which is, again, great for the business, just sucks for those of us that can experience that, you know, and find it annoying to experience that. So that's why yeah, it's, it's a double-edged sword because like yeah. you're happy for the business like i know the owners of of empire i know the staff that work there like i know <laughs> like my coach and his buddy run the cafe there and run a clothing line and everything like all of that is going to be like super beneficial for them 
but and I'm super happy for them. Like it's it's going to be great for them, but for me, it's just I can't deal with it. Like, yeah, it just sucks. It's like that's why it's like where I go now is just absolutely fucking perfect. I I can't express enough how much I love the gyms I go to now. Uh, it's the one of the gyms is very similar to Vanarchy. Um, not quite as much equipment. If you combine both gyms into one perfect fucking gym, if you, if I could put all the equipment from one gym, the plaza gym that I go to into the more like underground one with the no AC, perfect fucking gym. There'd be no other gym I'd ever go to. Um, but you kind of have to, there's pros and cons to each one. There's a reason there's two locations, all of that. So with that being said, I love it because even when it's the five o'clock rush on a Monday, and it's busy in there. It does get busy because of the atmosphere of the gym. You're only around extremely experienced people. And I've never had a problem being like, hey, can I work in with you? Never yeah. had a problem with that. Um, and also on top of that, people aren't sitting in a machine with groups of kids. You know, there's not a group of high schoolers. Like every single person I've seen there is at least college age or at minimum graduated college, pretty much the entire, like for every single person, they're all adults. So you never see those high school broccoli heads, whatever you're talking about. Um, there's no groups of people. Typically it's almost everybody's lifting on their own. So there's nobody using one piece of machinery for 20 minutes, you know, which is great. So that's why I love the gym I go to now. It's perfect, but you'll experience that with Vanarchy. Everybody at Vanarchy is experienced. They've been going there for years decades even they know what they're doing they're using the equipment for five minutes maybe to do their three or four sets and then they're moving on you never have to wait for anything it's never busy at vanarchy it's the best gym ever um i wonder what the five o'clock rush is because i don't know the last time i've ever been during the five o'clock rush it's been years yeah. so i don't know what it's like now but well another big part of it was like when i'm Whenever I think about leaving Empire, I have to find a gym that's 24-7. Like, because yeah. Vanark, you just use the scanner, which is what I do at Empire. But, like, I have to have that because there's nights where, like, I can't sleep and I just go, all right, I'm just going to go lift then. Or, like, I'm going to go, you know, just burn some, some energy in the gym. Like, yeah. And that could happen at, like, 1 in the morning. And I just need that, you know, flexibility to be able to go in there. And that's, I mean, there's the van's the only one that has scanner in gardener like there's ones that like you what about know, muscle works I've, like, i ever checked out muscle I works couldn't tell you about that um but my whole thing is Look that like i don't want to have to deal with staff or anything i just want to be able to go in and do my thing yeah that's what's nice about the key fob originally um vanarchy had yeah see muscle works looks very different now than it used to. Yeah. Um, they're 24 hours as well. Um, I went to Muscle Works once and it just really wasn't for me. Um, it looks like their equipment's a lot, lot better than it was. Um, but they had a metal key before, which was interesting because he had some logistics issues because even the even when the key the key on the key, it says, do not duplicate. So when you go to bring it to a, um, a key maker, they'll they see that and they it. can't, yeah, they won't do it, but you can still get around that. People have gotten around it and are able to make, have been able to make fake keys in the past. And the other problem is, is that like when, in his case, when, you know, a membership is up, he can't just like shut off the key fob. You know, you can't yep. just like turn it off like you would like my gym. Now, if my membership is canceled or whatever, the key fob doesn't work anymore. Where with the metal key, you can just go at like whenever he's hmm. not there, whenever there's no staff and just train yep. and just never pay, you know? So it's like, that was a problem. But the key fob now is way more. It makes way more sense logistically. Yeah. But yeah, I love anarchy. I always, I always preach anarchy anytime. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's where I'll be headed. And, uh, I'm looking at, I mean, my membership is up uh, the 15th of October, but honestly, I might just pick it up uh, middle of this month just because that's when my next pay cycle is and uh, just get it rock because it's only 300 for the whole year. Like that's yeah. dummy cheap. And like, so I'm just ready what to was, just get in there and start working. Uh, it was, was a little, uh, over, little over 400 for the year at Empire. Okay. Yeah. So it's a little, it's quite a bit cheaper. And that's including, or not including, um, the gym fee, like uh, equipment fee. I mean, 
uh, which I think was like 50 or 60 bucks, something like that. They, or they do like a yearly um, equipment oh, an fee, on, fee. On, yeah, on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's somewhere between 50 and 60 bucks. So Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if they're investing that back into the equipment, then that's fine, I guess. But well, annual you fees see, can get kind of sketchy. Empire opened up a whole second gym. So for them, they're actually like doing their, their, yeah. their work with it. Mine, I think, has a six-month fee. It's like 20 bucks every six months or something. But they're yeah. on, they're always buying new equipment. Like every month is like a new piece. Like they've already added – in the past few months, they've added like three or four new new pieces of equipment um, in the other location, the plaza location. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're still putting that money in to it. But, yeah, MuscleWorks, actually, I just looked up their Facebook. They – got a new location it looks like yeah the end of the year 2021 i don't know if it's a new location or if they renovated it um but the end of 2021 i went like 2018 something like that and it just wasn't for me it was not a very good gym um there wasn't much equipment but now it looks like it's better i don't know how they are now so i mean yeah it looks like some hammer strength 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 <laughs> strength hammer strength um some life fitness some paramount you know mixture of stuff but vanarchy is top notch i mean you can't beat that um they just got a um a super lying leg curl which is sick i didn't get to try it unfortunately but um i love the super leg equipment it's fucking sick well i'm also um, looking forward to uh cuz the last time i was there was couple years ago with you uh that mm-hmm. hydraulic um leg uh, squat machine yeah that one that, that thing is wild that thing's gnarly like I'm looking i would forward need to a, messing around with that <laughs> yeah i would need a lot more resistance on that thing but it was great to like get me into like proper squat form like that's what that was good for and you just yeah and i have it. resistance yeah, and I have like obviously my form, but with all the injuries to my legs that I'm dealing with, um, I'd rather like have that kind of support equipment there. Yeah, yeah, it's good to stretch out your legs, stretch out your hips, all that. Um, the one machine there, there's two machine. I mean, there's quite a few machines there that I love that I can't get anywhere else. But they have a um, tricep overhead extension machine that I tried the last time I was there and I used to use it sometimes in the back in the day, but now that it's like one of the staples in my workouts to build my triceps, I try the machine and I'm, it's so fucking good. It's like an easy curl to... bar attachment on the machine, but it's a pin loaded machine. It's so good. I'll have to live stream my, uh, my, my sessions there so you can live vicariously through me. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I can hear the fanarchy. I can hear it. I can, I can experience the vibes. Yeah, but yeah, no, I know I miss it. But yeah, it's you got to work with what you got. And there's a few gyms actually open up down here. Um, there's one um, called QC Pump House, um, Queen City. So Charlotte is called Queen City because it's named after Queen Charlotte from England. But QC Pump House is opening up. It's one gym. It's I don't know what it's going to be, but a bunch of bodybuilders are excited about it, I guess. I don't know why. It was just very random. All everybody was posting about it. I'm like, dude, there's no, there's no pictures of equipment yet. Like, we don't even know what kind of equipment they're gonna have. All that there is is an empty warehouse from yeah. random ass owners. Like, why are you guys excited? Anyways, there's also the core fit, which I've, I think I've talked about. That's opening up, um, which is like kind of like an influencer, like they said, like designer gym for the modern lifter or something is what their quote is. Um, so it's like pretty and like got this like neon lighting and good lighting for videos and shit so it's like an influencer kind of gym um so that will be interesting to check out maybe one day but yeah there's a couple gyms opening up um but whenever i'm home i'm always hitting uh i'm always hitting vanarchy of course and now you'll have another person there (laughs) yeah i'll just go whenever you go or whatever whenever i come up um yeah but yeah van van's the van's the best the only problem is just the hours. It's just hard to get in there when when he's there, um, or when yeah. But once you get up. that membership, yeah. Once you get the membership, then you're 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 good. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I just gotta uh, get there at the time. But 
Yeah, so, I mean, with that being said, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what size I can put on. I put on quite a bit of weight um, as far as prior to the show or the show itself. Weigh-in was like one just over 194. Um, all the definition I'm losing is really just like in my abdominal section um, and my, my hips, just where I store all my fat, which I was hoping to keep down lower. But it's just not really happening. It's just where I'm still putting my fat, um, which we can get in check uh, with, you know, this new split. I've only really been doing it for four or five days now, actually, like actual four days of training. So it's possible that like now that I'm doing this new split, I'll actually be able to lose some weight, lose some fat, hopefully because of how difficult it is. And then plus yeah. keeping up with cardio and all that shit too is going to add to it. Um, so looking forward to keep doing that. And getting stronger, getting as big as possible. Because um, I could put on the weight uh, where, you know, not necessarily everybody can. So you got to take advantage of that. Um, and just eating as much as I possibly can when it comes to the plan. You know, just keeping up with the food and all of that. But now that we're like at uh, a good place for routine, I'm just kind of in a routine. You know, it's I like in one way, it's like I miss prep because every day was different. But it is kind of nice to be on a routine again and to be like kind of consistent with the way I'm living my life in general. So uh, it's a good change of pace. It's a good change of pace to have the routine, to have the schedule, all of that, and just kind of go through the motions. But then when I'm in the gym, I'm able to crush it and do everything I want to do and not feel tired, not feel exhausted, not feel hungry during it, you know. So that's yeah. also a good change of pace as well. I get to enjoy the gym again in a sense. Um, but I'm still – sweating like a motherfucker when i'm in the gym especially in the hot one with no ac so like that's fun i always love sweating um and then being the logbook as well it's so much fun hitting new numbers like i'll start a workout or start a movement and be like all right i hit this last time i want to try to beat it by a rep or two or add weight and you know well that's the progressive overload exactly yeah um, but sometimes what I'll do even is like, I'll lie to myself in my logbook. and I'll be like, all right, I hit seven for rack pulls by accident. I'm going to tell myself I hit eight. So next time I do rack pulls, I'm going to aim for nine. Yeah. You know, it's like, I like lie <laughs> to myself so that I can make the progress. Um, which is kind of actually really effective because I end up what eating I've, it. What I've done with that too was, uh, like for example, um, my deadlifts, I was doing like a 10, six, four. And so my last one, you know, if you did four, then you try to do five. But then there was one week where I had done four the the previous workout and I had someone there with me and I was like, Hey, if I don't get to six, really degrade me, really yell at me and make sure I get that <laughs> sixth one up there. And like, your mustache looks like shit. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> he, he just really laid in. Cause like I did the fifth one, then, you know how you do like the, the, deadlift pull bar just to like try and get the weight and like yeah most yeah. people do it just to test it at first but like that was yeah. me trying to like shake to kind of thing yeah and then i do that all the time i was like i gotta get this up and that's when he really started yelling at me and i was like that's like in a normal situation wouldn't have been able to get that sixth one up but then here's you know this bozo yelling at me and that's all i needed <laughs> yeah yeah the little motivation there's whenever i spot someone um i tell like i said like depending on the movement i'll tell them different things i usually don't like unless unless they tell me to say something which never happened but if they were to tell me to say something like that i would but typically i just say like motivating shit like drive push like it's all in your head like you got this shit stuff like that but there's this photo that that's been circling about like shit you say in the gym um and what it actually translates to and one of the things that i disagreed with was it said that was all you means you almost died and it was like, no, I disagree with that. See, I say that was all you and it really was all you. But when I say you had it, that means they almost died. Yeah. <laughs> like when I say, oh, man, you had that shit. That means I had to lift that off. You were going to fail. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's something that I, I always say afterwards is I tell them how that last rep went uh, from my perspective. But yeah, it's, it's, it's fun spotting feet people. I just I'm always training by myself. I never train with anybody anymore. Well, that's another thing too, with like my change from empire to van, because like 
at Empire, there's like a select, very select group of people that I know I can like point out and be like, hey man, can I get a spot here? Can like give me a lift up or something like that? Because one, it might be like for if I ask just a random person, it could be a, like a lack of experience at this point because of how many like new people are getting into that gym. But then it's also like the people who just have like the ego lifting and just don't want to do that for someone else. And that's so prevalent there that like I'm starting to get like, you know, I, I, I don't want to ask people and that's can, that can be detrimental to a workout. Like, especially I'm doing like a drop set of some kind and I want someone there to just flip the plates off. Like, that's something that I can't really do myself if I'm like trying to keep that consistent, like uh set going. And so it's tough to ask people there. And that's why I'm look, like van. I mean, van, everyone knows what they're doing there. So like, yeah. I won't have a problem with that. I think also, so like when I was going, when I was visiting up there, um, there wasn't like young, a lot of younger guys. There was one younger guy, um, definitely like a natural bodybuilder. Um, I think he competed at the time, but there's not many guys at the time that, that like, I would have been like, Hey, can you spot me? Um, because like, the thing is, is when you're training, you want to find a spotter who, you know, can lift the weight. And at the time I was like, I'm not like, I was training with my friends, you know, I was training with Cam, I trained with Ryan. So they were spotting me. But if I was there by myself, there wasn't really anybody to be like comfortable asking a spot, but the good thing is, is that when you go to the gym at the same time every single day, um, I go to the gym right now, like five to five thirty every single day, you can build rapport with like one or two people. And there's a couple yep. guys in the gym, pretty much anybody, any day I go that if I need a spot, you know, I can ask them and they'll say yes. So that's good to, to, to have too, is that like, there's a, there's one guy at the other gym, the hot gym that I have to ask for a spot. He's always at the same time as me. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another one. I could probably all ask the owner. He probably would say yes, of course. And then the other gym, I have the front desk guy, Christian. He's always there uh, whenever I'm there. So he always spots for me if I need it. And this other guy, this other guy, Ryan, that I ask if I need anything, he would absolutely spot. So it's good to have that those people to ask that you know you can rely on and be like, hey, can I have a spot? And they'd take a spot for you. And then I do the same in return. Um, so that's good to have. But then it's also annoying where like, like I kind of experienced that ego lifting side of things when I went to um when I went to Olympus a long time ago. Um, shortly after moving here, I started going there. So it was like 2021 from like April to August. I only went there for like four or five months because I just it was all it was a power very, very heavy powerlifting community uh there. And it's very it was very e powerlifting is very egocentric. Uh it's kind of you kind of have to be who you are It's you have to be, you have to want to be stronger than everybody else. So yeah. because of that, it's just really toxic and all of that. And they'd, they'd like hog the squat rack for fucking an hour and the benches for an hour. And you'd ask them any questions or anything. They act like they're, you're bothering them, all that shit. So like, I know exactly what you're talking about when it comes to like the people you're talking about with the ego and what them, you know, just powerlifting and shit and going for one rep maxes and all that. I know exactly what that's like. And that's not a very good atmosphere to be in. So it's it's good. I think it'd be good to be going to a gym like Vanarchy. Does it have the best lighting? It's got some good lighting here and there. But I think the atmosphere and the equipment will make up for it. One thing that's going to be interesting for you to experience is that they don't have much heating in the winter. Um, it's like spot, like spot heaters. It's like at like kind of like area heaters so yeah, whenever i train there that's what i love that, i love extreme temperatures <laughs> yeah so when i train there in the winter i'd have to train with like a sweatshirt and sweatpants on and i'd still be kind of cold no matter how hard i trained because it was just so fucking freezing in there and then in yeah. the summer it's pretty hot because there's not much ac like there's a little bit but also massachusetts doesn't really ever get that hot anyways but um it, it's hotter in there because there's no ac uh, yeah. I think there's like those spot heaters can also be coolers or like their fans. At least there's fans that blow around, I think, but that's about it. So, um, that'd be interesting for you to experience with the winter and how cold it gets in there. Hell yeah. I mean, I do cold plunges and jump in the snow anyway, so I'm not really too worried about the cold side of things. Yeah. I need a house just so I can get a cold plunge. I want yeah. a cold plunge pool thing. I will, you know, a little... I will teach you my ways. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I also want to, the other problem that I have with that too, is that I got to be able to do it before training. Cause I don't want it to affect my training and recovery and all that. Cause they yeah, say, I mean, they say if you do the, it within six hours after training, it mitigates a lot of what you did. Waking up right in the morning and doing it then is your best time to do it. Because yeah, that also gets you woken up for the day too. And like, it's, it's the best. Yeah. That's I mean, that's when I do it. So obviously I'm a little just, biased, but I'll get a freezer. I'll just get a freezer and just break it up every morning. Just grab like yep. an ice pick and just break it up and then just hop in that for two minutes, three minutes. Yeah. Suffer for a couple <laughs> minutes and then get out. Well, that's the one thing about living in New England that I get to enjoy that, you know, five months of the year, I don't have to fill up that ice. Like, I don't have to fill it up with ice. I just leave it outside and it's just good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to do. The snow will build up and shit around it, too. It'll be nice and cold. <laughs> in the middle of December and February, I have to take an ice pick and break the first layer before I can get in. <laughs> yeah. It's just chunks of ice just floating around you while you get in. Oh, yeah. that sounds awful, but also amazing to get out afterwards. Everything's going to feel warm. Everything's yep. gonna, like you get inside your house, even if it's like 60 degrees and there's going to be filled warm as shit. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we uh, we had fun talking about our updates and uh, some other stuff as well. But we'll be back uh, next week with some more uh, some more topics for you guys to enjoy. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya.